Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast. This is episode 37 where we once again bring you another interview with a cast member. Now on today's show we speak with Brandy who was a cast member over at Walt Disney World and today's kind of a special episode because as you can see in the title this is part one. Uh, so as, as we were speaking with Brandy, there was actually a lot, a lot to say, or she had a lot to say, and um, it, it, was, it was great. We had a great conversation, um, but I found that, you know what, this is not going to fit into one episode and that uh, we're going to need to split this into two parts. So, so on today's show, she's going to speak about her time as a costume character. So if, uh, if you're a little worried about breaking the, uh, the backstage magic, uh, she does go into details about what it takes to become uh, a costume character. So that's someone that doesn't uh, that isn't like playing Mickey Mouse or Minnie Mouse or whoever. So uh, so yeah, if you're worried about breaking the magic over at Walt Disney World, um, I'm just I'm just giving you a fair warning that uh, yeah we are gonna spoil a little bit of that. So um so yeah, so just fair warning. But Brandy had a great conversation and great insights about her time and experiences working at Walt Disney World as a costume character. So. Why don't we just jump right into part one of this episode of the Excess Press Podcast. Well, on today's show, we have Brandy from Orlando. Brandy, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How about you? Well, not too bad. Not too bad. You're actually my first uh, interview right after the new year, so I hope you feel a little bit special. Yay! Happy <laughs> New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you. Do you, uh, you guys do anything fun? I actually spent my new year at the Magic Kingdom. What? Oh, my God. So jealous. That's amazing. It's, it's, it's not as... It's not as great as uh, everybody makes it seem. Um, the park usually hits capacity around 10 o'clock a.m. So how did, well, and, and I'm curious, like how did you approach the day? Uh, usually you have to get to the park around 7. Um, you kind of camp out. And then uh, when they let people in, you, you get in, which is fine. Um, but there's a lot of people who talk about the fact that when they're in the park, they think, well, I'm in the park, that's fine, I've got my ticket. I can leave and go take a nap and then come back and I'm guaranteed entry back into the park. Um, that is not true. Um, even if you bought a ticket, if you leave, you're not guaranteed re-entry back into the park 
if the park has hit capacity. So the goal for that day is to pretty much get there at 7 a.m. and you kind of like hobo it up a little bit. <laughs> you usually like, you have to find yourself a park bench or a corner, or uh, I know that there's a couple different cozy corners like over by the bathrooms by guest services, or um, maybe hit up the carousel of progress because they usually don't kick you off. Uh-huh. And uh, you can just ride that a couple times and take a little nap. Um, cause, so that's how yeah, you spent you your day? You spent your day just yeah. like hoboing around the, the, the park? Hoboing around the Magic Kingdom, uh, taking naps on Carousel of Progress or the People Mover. Because it wasn't, wasn't really that hot out. It was probably about um, 75 degrees. So uh, you can, and then uh, usually around, I'm going to say, 7 or 8 o'clock. Um, usually earlier you would stake out the place that you want to stand for the fireworks because um, most of the time you're probably going to end up, if you don't get there and sit at a spot at about 7, you're most likely going to end up in like Frontierland or some place where you can't really see the castle at all because um, it's so busy. It's literally, you can't go anywhere without it being like arm-to-arm people. That like. What's, can't even move so what motivated you to go you just you're like you know what? i love disney so much that i'm gonna i'm gonna deal with this today i had a, a, it was something that actually um my friend wanted to do because uh, she's not 21 and everybody was going downtown and they were all going partying and uh that i obviously can't um because i'm in my second trimester of pregnancy Oh, so, well, that makes it even harder. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I was like, I'm, I'm not going to be going out and getting drunk and stuff like that. So I said, well, why don't we why don't we go do something? And she said, I've always wanted to go to the Magic Kingdom. So obviously my first thought was like, God, why? And uh, we did it and I will never do it again. But that was actually uh, I think a friend of mine went to Epcot and she said it was better um, I think the Magic Kingdom is something that I would definitely recommend most people avoid, but it's something that is very isolated to this area, so I'm glad I got to do it. Oh, nice. Yeah, I mean, I hear that it's better to go to Magic Kingdom on the 30th because they have the same fireworks and then go to Epcot the 31st. That's just a tip that I've heard. I don't know if that's true, but it, <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds like it. There's There's really good fireworks at Epcot that day, and it's about... 50% of people. So it's still pretty crowded, but uh, that, that is actually a pretty good tip. So cool. Well, well, thanks for sharing that experience. I wasn't expecting that. I mean, yeah, going to New Year's at Magic Kingdom is, uh, I feel like that's something I'm never going to do. Cause again, like you just said, with, with all the crowds, I can't imagine myself even wanting to do that. So I would just discourage, I, I would discourage anybody from doing it, but it is a once in a lifetime thing. Uh, maybe once, Okay. That's it. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll I'll think about it. So, uh, but we're not here to talk about your your adventures at Magic Kingdom. Well, we are, but uh, in as you were working as a cast member, that's what we're here to talk about. Um, so before we kind of go into like how you became a cast member, I want to know like how did you fall in love with the Disney parks? Because you said you're from Orlando. Did you grow up in Orlando or did you move there? Like how did, how did you fall in love with the Disney parks? Um, well, I came here when I was 10 years old. I think it was 10. Um, when I was 10 years old and I remember going, I think uh, 1998, it must have been Animal Kingdom had just opened. And my family and I came to a vacation here, and this was back in the 90s. So my mom and dad were like, we're going back to the hotel. 
enjoy hanging around Disney's Hollywood Studios by yourself. And it was me and my twin sister. And I remember um, everything that I did there when I was, uh, you know, going on Rock and Roller Coaster three times. Um, there was no wait for Tower of Terror. So we did that about four or five times. Um, and everywhere oh, I went, just felt... That? Oh. <laughs> Not oh, anymore. Yeah. I, uh. But when I was a kid, it was it was doable. Yeah. Um, but at, now it's not. But I remember every place that I went at the um, theme parks was some place that kind of just felt like I remember looking around at one point and being like, I want to live here. And so I graduated high school and I was going to go to um, college. I uh, grew up in Boston, so I was going to go to college in Boston. You know, there are many different colleges there, but at one point I just kind of looked around and was like, I don't want to do this. And although I wouldn't recommend this for everybody, um, <laughs> I can't, canceled everything. I don't want anybody to think this is like a smart thing to do, um, but canceled everything, got, um, you know, canceled all my deposits, uh, decided not to go to college, and I moved to Orlando by myself um, at 18 years old and uh, started working at Walt Disney World. Wow, that I mean, that's I mean, I feel like it's it's your own destiny. You can do whatever you want. Um, if that's what you want to do, go for it. Uh, I mean, that's I mean, that's amazing. So you you moved down there at eighteen. Like, how was how was your transition down there? Like, what what was that like? It was it wasn't bad actually, because um, thankfully I had done a little bit of research uh, beforehand. Um, there's definitely a couple of things that I did not expect. Um, because I know when I was freaking out about college, about all the money that it was going to be, I just sat there and thought about, like, where's the place where I last felt happiest? And uh, where's the last place I felt at home? And it was Walt Disney World, so that's why I headed there. But uh, when I was looking for an apartment, I actually signed up for the apartment ahead of time. And um, the apartment was on Orange Blossom Trail, <laughs> which is right smack dab in the middle of the Stoop City Hood. In the, in the middle of what? the hood oh. Like the ghetto. <laughs> oh okay and so i did not realize that at the time and so when i'm moving into my apartment it is definitely not exactly a place where you would stick a green 18 year old straight out of high school doesn't even know how to pay her own bills because i had no idea about anything but it was a nice apartment uh just definitely not in the right area thankfully i knew how to keep my head down and everything but uh, maybe somebody with a little bit less common sense might have had a tougher time. I would definitely say if I could give advice to anybody who was doing that, it would be to do a little bit better research than I did about the area surrounding the apartment if you are going to go there. Because um, I when, once I was there, I moved out of that apartment after a year, but once I was there, I was able to get a better feel of the neighborhoods. But um, if you're looking at apartments sight unseen, um, there's definitely some bad parts of Orlando um, away from Disney. Uh, that you might want to avoid. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean, it's good that your transition was fine, and uh, yeah, that must have been a little bit tough, but uh, you made it, so that's that's always good. Um, so how so how did you come to apply to Walt Disney World? How how did that all come about? Um, I actually walked in, and I didn't realize that I had walked in during a job fair. And, uh, but I, I walked in because I needed a job, obviously. As soon as I, I think probably about three or four days after I moved in. And um, I walked in, I said, I think I had an appointment that day. Where was and, the job fair? I'm sorry. Oh, it's at the, um, the casting department over across from, I think it's Disney Springs now. Oh, so it was, it was uh -huh. an actual Disney job fair. 
Uh, yes, apparently. Um, oh. I know that I had applied online, or yes, I think I had applied online. It was a while ago. Um, I'm 31 now, so. Uh, but it, um, I, I applied online. I walked in and said, I want a job here. Um, and when you apply online, you pretty much just applied to have like an appointment to go in and talk to somebody about the job you wanted, pretty much. And uh, at the time, I walked in, and it just happened to be a day that was a job fair. So there was other people there, and, and they were really just kind of hiring for specific things. Um, so when I remembered some of the things that I was really fond of when I came to Walt Disney World when I was 10. So I walked in when I was getting ready to talk to the person, and I was, I was pretty, I'm going to say, uh, <laughs> picky. So I looked at the guy, and I said, I want to work on uh, the great movie ride. Huh. Which was my favorite ride when I was the kid, even uh, besides um, Tower of Terror, because I went on it four times. But I really wanted to work on the great movie ride. I wanted to talk in front of people. I thought that was just so great. And uh, this is what I want to do. I want to work on the great movie ride. And he said, uh, no, we don't have any great movie ride available. So I was like, undeterred. That's fine. <laughs> I want to work on Kil Kilimanjaro Safaris. I want to work on Kilimanjaro safaris. That's what I want to do. I want to be the safari person. I want to go find. Back then, there was poachers and stuff like that. So. Oh, that's right. Uh, I do. I do remember that story. Yeah, they, they axed that one. Yeah, that's not there. It was anymore. very, yeah, very exciting. It was a very exciting <laughs> role. It's not as exciting anymore. It's a little boring. Um, but back then, it was an exciting role where you're running from poachers and you're driving the truck, and it's great. Uh, so I said, I want to work on the safaris. I want to be a safari driver. Oh, we don't have any safari driver jobs available and I'm like well kill me so he offered me a job on the jungle cruise oh and okay I did not know what the jungle cruise was and really so I asked I asked him because I guess I'd never gone on it and so I said what is the jungle cruise and he said you show people around Magic Kingdom Lagoon and to me that sounded like the absolute most boring thing in the world I didn't know what it was. I didn't. Later on, I was like, oh, this would have been a really nice job for me. But at the time, the way he explained it, I was like, no, I don't want that. So I stood up and I held out my hand and I said to him, uh, well, if you get Kilimanjaro Safaris or Great Movie Ride available, you go ahead and give me a call. Otherwise, you can have a nice day because <laughs> I was not feeling anything else. I didn't want to do anything else. Uh -huh. And I guess when I when I stood up. Um, the guy kind of looked at me and he kind of looked me up and down and he was like, oh, you're perfect. Uh -oh. And I was like, dang, I must have passed the test. <laughs> you know, like, so that's what I was thinking. So he gave me a card and he told me to go to um, an audition. Um, I don't know if people know, but the audition um, area, most of the time, the auditions for uh, Walt Disney World uh, take place over by the Disney's Animal Kingdom. Um, it's the Animal Kingdom costuming facility. Um, it's over by, I want to say there's a timeshare hotel over there. I believe there's a McDonald's. It's right off of 192, um, with the big wizard, uh, souvenir stand. So, um, there's a rehearsal facility over there where the auditions take place. Um, if you ever, if anybody wants to ever audition for, uh, Walt Disney World Entertainment. And, uh, I went there and I thought, okay, well, they must want me to audition for the Kilimanjaro Safaris and the... Uh, Jungle Crew, I mean the uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris and the Great Movie Ride. So, <laughs> I go in there and they teach us a dance routine. Oh no. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I'm not a good dancer at all. I, I couldn't even get onto my JV cheerleading squad in high school. 
so I was really nervous about that. I did the best I could. Um, and then they also showed us um, how to kind of mime. Okay. Which was, yeah, they said, um, I be- I'm Wait, trying so, to remember. I believe so, it was. Uh, real quick, at, at this point, do you know what you're auditioning for? I'm... Uh, absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> so you, you just go there and you're you're just trying to work for Disney. So they're making you do all of these things. Yes, I thought it was an audition for the uh, great movie ride. Oh, oh, and true. Okay, yeah, because I know they, they have the, some of the acting roles. Yeah, but okay. they actually do not audition those roles. I found out they just kind of shove you in it, I guess. Oh. Um, and so I thought I was auditioning for the great movie ride, and um, but then they had us miming. And I started to get an idea. Um, they told us that we had to uh, rob a house, like mine robbing a house. And uh, I guess they kind of explained it and they showed us what we were going to do. And I was like, this, I'm going to look like the dumbest person in the universe. And so they, ha- of course, they had giant full length mirrors in front of us. I looked like an absolute idiot. <laughs> just I'm just imagining to... you trying to mime, like rob a house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so they were like, if you put your crowbar down in a specific area, make sure you pick it up from that area. We'll notice. And I'm like, okay. You know, so I obviously, while I'm doing it, I put my bag down and forgot I put my bag there. And if it was a real bag, I probably would have tripped over it. They made sure to let me know that. Um, so I was not so great at it, um, but I tried my best as well with the dance and the miming. Um, and then went to go wait, and they called me back. Uh, just so happened. Uh, myself and I'm going to say about six other people my exact height and one six foot tall guy and that's when they told us that it was actually a character performer audition and uh, we had all been selected as mouse height which was uh, Mickey and Minnie um, the mice and uh, Donald oh no kidding that's awesome yeah I was like I did not feel about it (laughs) like what (laughs) so i i never considered myself an actor i actually have horrible stage fright so so how did you feel about it uh it was a job i guess i I figured i'd try it out um and see how it how it went (laughs) Uh, i didn't think it could be that bad i like how the uh, well i like how the recruiter at the job fair just kind of like sucked you in to to that role Because I think he knew that they needed people that were my height. So when I stood up and was like, have a good day, oh, uh, he was, he noticed that I was the particular height that he needed. And then he was like, go to this audition, have a good one. And if, you know, I, I was fine with it. I was like, well, this, this should be interesting if anything. And it turns out in the, in the Walt Disney world, hourly cast members, um, entertainment is, is pretty, pretty top dog, which okay. I did not realize as well. There's not really anybody above them. Oh, um, no kidding. Really? Yeah, they're they're pretty uh, unmovable as far as that goes. I, I worked several different roles at Walt Disney World, and I think entertainment was the absolute best. Um, it, it's pretty bubble. <laughs> okay. You don't really realize how bad the guests are and things like that. Of course, not not being negative about it, but you don't really realize how how bad it can be, uh, um, how busy, how things like that, because you're just um, in Mickey suit, and I'm just signing autographs and hugging kids and and then when you start working the other roles like food and beverage or attractions um that's when you're like oh man i was entertainment was bomb i was treated like Uh, a celebrity and yeah i guess that makes uh, sense yeah everyone's like coming to visit you whereas uh, yeah it's i I can imagine yeah people even in the uh in the tunnels like the magic kingdom tunnels i know everybody knows about those 
Um, so the Magic Kingdom tunnels and Epcot also has tunnels, which a lot of people don't know. Okay. Um, so where? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Finish your thought. No, that's fine. Where you're, where you're walking, for example, I think once in a while, very very rarely, um, I would be lazy, and especially in Minnie Minnie Mouse, her outfit is literally just like a little fat suit and a dress, <laughs> and you're, you you know, and yeah, and you're wearing sneakers um, in the big mini shoes. So uh, literally, if I wanted to go get some fries or something, I would just walk over without the head on, and I just. And it's a black leotard underneath, so I would walk with the mini outfit with just my my hair and my face, just walking with the fat suit and the and the dress, and I'd go get some fries, and it was just the look on people's faces is like they're meeting a celebrity, or I just ruined their entire life. So oh it's God. it's one of the two. <laughs> That's really funny. So so what was the what was the training like to become Mickey Minnie? How many roles did you have to to learn? Because you said you you got the the audition the audition for was multiple roles. So what did you do mostly? Um, it was a seven day training. Yes, it was seven days. Um, and the training altogether, they had a um, on the job training with the OJT OJT where you would actually just put on the costume and you would go. Um, first you would go in a rehearsal room and you would, uh, learn some characteristics of the characters. And usually you would have your own personal trainer. I had a mouse trainer. Um, and they, the mouse people were actually the only ones that had their own mouse height trainer. Um, everybody else had a trainer that was, you know, Pluto or something. And they all had just one trainer and mouse height people had their own separate trainer, um, because they had so many roles. Um, and the days were split up. Usually you would go into uh, Epcot. The training characters in Epcot usually went to the American Adventure, um, which is over, I don't know, over by the Patriot area. I don't know if you've ever been there. A little alleyway right beside it. Usually you can catch some really rare characters there because they try not to put the training characters in anything particularly noticeable. The only problem with that is the mouse height characters. My first day of training, I was actually Mickey Mouse in the American Adventure and this alleyway and my very first autograph that I ever signed, which they do teach you the autograph in the OJT as well. Um, you have to learn and you have to practice to sign the autograph um, with the gloves on. I used oven mitts to practice at home. Oh, and that's a good idea. My very f- <laughs> I know. <laughs> my, my, very first, uh, my very first autograph that I signed, I signed uh, your pal Mickey Mao. Oh, jeez. And then I, I ran out of room and so I just closed the book and gave it back to the kid because I was so nervous. <laughs> and I was like, get out of here, you know. And so that was really embarrassing, but it got a lot better. I bet that um, autograph would go for a lot on eBay because it's not the full story right. of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> no, what did Mickey do? Was he drunk? Like, oh. you know, but I, I was just nervous. And, yeah. and so um, it was it was really nerve wracking. So my first day I was Mickey. Uh, second day was Minnie. Um, I believe that was in Magic Kingdom. Uh, third day was Donald in Disney's Hollywood Studios. And I believe the fifth day was Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. So um, it was um, most of the, I think the mouse like characters, the ones that I could do was, um, you know, Minnie, Mickey, Donald, Stitch, Lilo. Um, I'm trying to think of the other characters that I've done. So, so um, was... I know Jose and Panchito. Oh, you were them as well? 
Uh, they they retired those characters, but yes, they they okay. were also mouse fight characters. Um, I know I was the first person to ever wear the Remy costume for Ratatouille, so that was really cool. Oh wow, that's he was awesome. In that he was in that height range. Um, right now, I'm not really thinking of other ones, but literally the list is so long. You could I know Winnie the Pooh was actually five feet. I was too short for Winnie the Pooh, but I, Piglet was my height. So sometimes you could do both Piglet and Winnie the Pooh. Oh, wow. Which was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, I mean, so you were probably like an endless list of characters. I mean, maybe not endless, but like you, would you say you probably played more than like 15 characters? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, definitely. Um, the one thing that would occasionally uh, stop me from playing a character is, um, sorry for if this is inappropriate, um, a little bit curvier okay. um, of a girl. Um, so, for example, I know that some of the characters, like, um, I was disapproved in, or disapproved, which is means that the managers or the costuming managers took a look at you in the costume and they thought that the integrity of the character would be compromised if you went out wearing that costume. So, gotcha. um, okay. they, they would look at the character and say, she can't go out in that, it would ruin the integrity of the character and it's not going to work. Pinocchio was one that I was not able to wear. He's in my height range, but I was not able to actually play Pinocchio uh, because I was a little bit too curvy. <laughs> he had these little boy swords, and I was like, well, obviously that's not going to work. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I can, I can only uh, imagine a Pinocchio with curves. Just, oh, yeah. It, it was that's a so sexy funny. costume. No, it was, it was sexy, but <laughs> not, not quite what you were looking for. Yeah. Um, and then Jose, Jose and Panchito as well were ones that were very tricky for me to get into. Um, there was one, Clarice, I believe, um, Chippendale's girlfriend from the old, old cartoon. Oh, wow. Um, when it, the, so, so real quick, because you, you you've already named like a bunch of rare characters. So like, were these just like very special like times of the years, whether it was like a Halloween party or like when did these, well, these rare characters come out? I know Clarice back in 2007 or 2008, she used to go out with Chippendale, um, but I don't know when they stopped that. Um, but she did used to go out with Chippendale at, in Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, Jose and Panchito used to go out with um, Donald in Mexico. Um, then they discontinued those characters. Um, Pinocchio used to be in the Magic Kingdom. Um, I know that they've definitely taken away a lot of those characters for various reasons, I'm um, sure they just don't want to pay people. Maybe they're not that popular. Um, they very rarely use Mushu, who's another one that I'm disapproved in. Um, Mushu is a tough costume to wear as well, um, but Mushu is never out either. He's the and he's the dragon him. from Mulan, right? Yes, I All love right. Mushu. He's my favorite. I was devastated, devastated when I couldn't <laughs> do that costume. Devastated, I cried. Um, but there and there's also some Mickey's and Minnie's that I was not able to do. Um, I think Minnie has a, a Halloween dress um, that I was not able to do. Um, okay. It was like a witch. So, and, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Mickey has like a Christmas sweater or something that I wasn't able to do. And I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so there's many different outfits that the characters wear as well. And that, that could also affect whether or not you could do that character. So it's really tricky. <laughs> so... So did you do mostly just like character greetings or were you in parades or like nighttime shows or like how, how did that work with your specific role as a, as a costume character? 
Well, the way that it, it ordinarily works as a costume character is um, when you audition, for example, um, they give you, or back when I was a, a character, right now they use numbers. A number system, like you would be one through five, and one being the worst, five being the best. But when I was a character, they used colors. Uh, green being the worst, blue being average, yellow being above average, and red being the best. Anything above red would be equity, and they would uh, usually try to get you into a contract for equity. Uh, that would be the dancers on the Dream Along with Mickey stage, um, most of the actors that walk around um, besides the princesses and things like that. Those people are equity. Uh, they have agents and things like that. So if you're any anything above red, they usually pull you aside and tell you that you're probably not suited to be a character performer. Um, those are usually really good dancers and stuff like that. But um, the color codes that they give you when you audition, um, those are what give you the option. You would go into a specific casting website on the Disney Hub, and your color code would give you the roles that they thought that your color code suited you for, as far as parades, shows, um, things like that. And if you're not that great, if you didn't get a great color code, um, you probably didn't have that many roles. Uh, so most of the time, those people, I like to think that the, um, and this is nothing, it's, it's definitely not always the case. There are definitely some people who don't like parades and shows. It's a very tiring, exhausting um, job. Uh, meet and greets, I usually notice, are, are a lot of older mice. These are people in their 50s. Um, they've been doing it for a while. Um, parades aren't really their thing. But yeah. I've definitely seen some people in their 50s doing parades as well. Um, but for the most part, I notice the younger uh, characters tend to be a little bit more ambitious towards parades and shows. I definitely was. Um, my color code was yellow-yellow. I worked really hard for that. So I was just a little bit above average. Um, yeah, because yeah, I'm not a great dancer. Uh, so I was a little bit above average. So um, thankfully, I was lucky enough um, to be noticed by the casting directors. It's definitely luck of the draw as far as that goes. But you can put in your interest in on the hub for the uh, role that you want as long as you are um, qualified for that role with your color code um, and if your audition color code you're not satisfied with it they would do voluntary color codes voluntary uh, redo auditions twice or three times a year where you could choose to go there and show them that you've improved and they might uh, change your color code to a higher color in that case so you would have the opportunity to show them that you improved I was in entertainment for six years and uh, I think I improved I was a blue 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 yellow then yellow yellow so um, I ended up doing mostly parades and shows at the end of uh, my time in entertainment. Um, I opened the uh, Disney Dreams Come True Parade. I uh, opened, I closed Spectrum Magic. Oh, um, really? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I mean, well, I it's, sad the... that, it's sad that Spectrum Magic ended, but that's that's cool that you got to do that. How it, it was so... a pretty old parade, so yeah. I don't know. I just I have like a I have a soft spot for it. Um, so what, what was the co oh, sorry side question real quick about Spectrum Magic? What was the costuming like for that? Because he's he's all lit up, correct? Yeah. Well, I was um, Mickey, Minnie, and Donald in that parade. Um, Pinocchio okay. once again, I couldn't do, <laughs> and actually Dopey as well. Dopey was taller in that parade for some reason. I'm not really sure why, uh, but I was able to do Dopey in that parade. And um, the costumes were actually all very heavy because um, although you would think that they were you know, maybe plugged in or something. It's actually um, just a costume with a giant battery pack with, I'm going to say, 12 or 13 AA batteries and um, a little switch on 
for Minnie, Mickey, and Donald, or uh, I'm sorry, for Minnie, Donald, and Dopey, it was a little switch because I don't know if you're familiar with the parade. There was actually a point where all the colors change, um, where it changes from like rainbow colors to white colors. It was usually like green, shimmery, um, <laughs> and everybody would change color and that was actually controlled by the characters it was part of the choreography everybody would switch their switch and they would change over to white and the uh interesting story behind that is when you're playing mickey is um his is the same his is the worst i actually have uh inflamed trapezius muscles from that costume um because it's it's very heavy (laughs) um yeah it's very heavy um and his uh, role in the parade is actually the sorcerer of the whole parade, which a lot of people don't realize. They just go, ooh, pretty lights. Um, but when he is zapping the uh, the ball, it's kind of controlling the electricity of the parade. And then at the very end, when he gets electrocuted, um, that's when the lights change. So he kind of controls the whole uh, magic of the parade, so to speak. Um, but his costume was actually clipped onto the float. So his cape was actually clipped onto the float. So that was pulling you back because his the float was supposed to be his cape. And then he had that giant headdress, which had uh, six AA batteries in the back of it. And that one was also plugged into the suit, which had 12 AA batteries. Um, and then the gloves were actually, we're wearing rubber medical gloves and then lead gloves on top of that. And then the Mickey gloves because of the electric ball. Mm-hmm. So, wow. It's definitely... That's super intense. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, just you explaining it makes my head explode. That's amazing, though. Uh, Well, that's so cool. Wow. I mean, so we already have like, we only have like 10 minutes left in the the show, but I'm I'm down to go on. But I feel like we need to split because how long did you say you were at the, um, how long did you say you were working at the parks? Um, 11 years. Okay, so I don't know if you would want to. Would you want to do a part two, like maybe a few weeks from now? Because I, I, I still sure. want to hear more about the costume characters, but I would love to hear more <laughs> about uh, your other roles as well. Sure, that's fine. I don't mind. I'm sorry that I went on for so no, long. No, no, no. I'm. I mean, I'm. I. I mean, I'm finding this so interesting because I literally know nothing about what it takes to to become a character or costume character, and everything you're saying is so interesting and i just i want to know more and i know there's a lot probably a lot more to tell and i still have more questions to ask so we'll we'll finish we'll we'll do the we'll do this episode um we'll just talk about the costume characters for maybe like a 10 i don't know if you have time but maybe for like another 10 15 minutes or uh, 20 minutes or that so. sounds great cool all right so let's I'm do okay that excellent so all right so this is guys this is part one of her episode so um <laughs> so okay cool so sorry now i'm really excited um, so I want to know more about like what were um, what were some of your favorite moments working as a costume character when you were whether it was like interacting with guests or like if you have some behind the scenes memories like what were some 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 fun memories that you had working as a as a costume character? Um, I actually, even though the parades was what I did most of the time, um, the meet and greets were actually the area that were the best. Um, some of the best areas. A, uh, the Give Kids the World Village, which I a lot I'm not sure if a lot of people know about it, um, is around the Disney area. It's a, a big village where um, terminally ill children can go, and they usually receive like Make a Wish, um, and they can go to Walt Disney World, um, paid for by Make a Wish, and they stay at the Give Kids the World Village, um, and it's like a big giant playground. 
And um, these kids, they're terminally ill, they're either recovering, maybe they're not recovering, um, and they would have actually a special shift uh, that would be uh, just for Mickey and Minnie to go over to the Give Kids the World Village and give all these children a private meet and greet over breakfast. And uh, that way, they, if they couldn't go to the park or whatever, you know, Make-A-Wish kids usually get to the front of the line regardless, but it always made the kids feel really special to um, have Mickey and Minnie come and visit them personally um, at their little their little village. And there was like a giant chess game. I think there was a giant, oh no, it wasn't chess. I'm sorry, it was Candyland. A giant Candyland. Um, they always had Christmas lights up every year. They had a Christmas parade every, every week because, um, you know, the, a lot of these kids might not live to see Christmas. Sorry to be a downer. Um, no, so they you. had a Christmas parade. They would always have a Christmas parade and things like that. So Mickey and Minnie coming there was really important um, just to show that they were really, really special. And that was actually one of my favorite shifts because you really got to take the time to, uh, sometimes in the parks, you do have to rush a little bit because um, some people are waiting three hours to especially see the big cheese. Yeah. Um, but in this case, you can spend a lot of time with them because there's not that many people um, so it was it was a special. I only got to do it a couple of times, but it was a very special uh, shift. It was a very special time to go. Um, the families were always just so happy. Um, so I really enjoyed that one. Another one that uh, you might get a kick out of. Well, here before that, real, actually, real quick. Um, well, I just want to mention. Yeah, I've heard of Give Kids the World, and they're they're an amazing organization, and you can donate. Uh, and I from. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you can actually go and volunteer your time working at Give Kids the World. I know a lot of people that have been to Walt Disney World many times. They go and volunteer their own time to, to help out and do what they can uh, around there. Yeah, you can. Definitely. Um, they do just like a small background check, and it, you don't really even have to volunteer that much time. Um, even if it's just sitting around playing with kids, and sometimes you just decorate the golf carts for their little Christmas parade. Um, it's a really, really fun volunteering experience. I volunteered a couple times there. Um, so if, if you do, if you're an annual pass holder and you do come to Disney a lot, uh, that you can sign up on Give Kids World. I think it's GiveKidsWorld.com. Um, you can contact them. They'll email you. You just fill out a small form and they do a, a small background check. And usually when you're here, uh, you can just go in and talk to them and, and they'll sign you up for some volunteer shifts. It's, it's a fun thing to do maybe every time you come here, especially if you come here pretty regularly. So that is a good idea. Yep. Cool. And I'll, I'll make sure to link the, the website in the show notes if anyone is interested. So cool. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's great. That's awesome. You got to do with the, with the kids. So awesome. Well, another, another one that I think you actually might get a kick out of. Yeah. Um, I'm excited now. Is, um, <laughs> if you, uh, like I was talking about your color codes earlier, your skill codes. Um, if you had a yellow skill code, um, in what well, they had two different categories, animation and uh they called it movement they couldn't call it dance because if they called it dance you would be equity um but they had animation and movement and if your animation was at a yellow and above average um you had the ability to pick up the disney character events um the disney character event shifts um we're we're at the discretion of the leaders of disney character events and those were uh events such as if um I think one of the ones I did was uh, Super Nanny came into the park and uh, she was filming for her show and OK Magazine was actually doing a photo shoot with her as well and um, uh, you can sign up and be the Mickey that walks Super Nanny around the park. That was my actually my third day as Mickey, like actually my first day without training. 
Oh, I, I that guess soon they, they threw you in there? They pulled me, and they were like, we need a Mickey. And they pulled me and from the Animal Kingdom, and they drove me to Magic Kingdom, and they put me in this Mickey costume. I had only been Mickey in training um, because I had been, like, stuck as Stitch. I don't know <laughs> okay. why. They just shoved me in Stitch for whatever reason for my first three or four shifts. And then they stuck me in Mickey, and I was like, I haven't been Mickey since training. I don't know what to do. And uh, I walked around the park with Super Nanny, and they took pictures, and I was in OK Magazine. They don't know it's me. Super, you know, but... Super Nanny was that reality show where, yes. where she would go to like people's houses and try to make sure these bratty kids make them better, correct? Isn't that what it was? Yes. I, I don't really know uh, why she kind of got this celebrity status, but she, she did get a Mickey escort and we rode Dumbo and uh, Mickey's shoes did not fit. <laughs> And so I was having trouble trying to figure out how I was supposed to get Mickey's shoes to fit in Dumbo, especially because I wasn't familiar with the feet. And I'm like, oh, God, it was embarrassing. But I got better at it. Um, and so, like, I think one time we were on Good Morning America, um, which was uh, a, a cooking, I believe. Uh, it was a, cook, a, a cooking part. I was Donald. And uh, he made a joke about cooking duck and you know, Donald threw a fit and, you know, things like that. Uh, there was an episode of a show I can't remember, but they were running through the Magic Kingdom doing a scavenger hunt or something like that. I don't even know what show that was, to be honest. Okay. Um, I think it was something where it was a scavenger hunt show. Um, but there were so many opportunities with Disney character events that were really unique. Where you, like, like, like I said, I was on Good Morning America. Um, I got to meet a whole bunch of celebrities, the whole cast of High School Musical. I've met Miley Cyrus. I mean, not me, but I've met Miley Cyrus about two or three times. Um, I got to meet John Stamos, swoon. Uh, you, yeah. you met all of them as Mickey is what you're saying, right? No, um, I'm Mickey, Donald. Uh, John Stamos was actually Stitch, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, Michael Phelps was uh, Piglet. Oh, God. Uh. <laughs> I was like, why am I Piglet in this? I don't know. Piglet was just standing by Michael Phelps, and I just gave him a hug. Um, why not? You know, and so along with that, people would, um, you do have the opportunity to, um, if you do have a Disney fairy tale wedding, they're amazing. I would not have one, but um, they're amazing and very expensive. Uh, you have the opportunity to hire Mickey and Minnie to come to your wedding and uh, help you cut the cake, uh, join you in your first dance, and uh, just overall mix and mingle for a little bit. And you, said you, and you said you never did that, you said? I'm sorry, I missed that. Um, that is part of Disney character events, so that is one of the things that I did as well. So, oh, so, I, so you did do one of the weddings? Yeah, um, oh, okay. I would do weddings a lot, actually. Oh, no kidding, really? And it was actually funny, because I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna blow your mind for a second. Okay. Um, my, my twin sister, actually uh, moved to Orlando very shortly after me and became my roommate because I was like, I can't pay this rent by myself. I don't know why I thought I could do this. <laughs> and uh, so she moved to Orlando shortly after me um, from Miami. She was going to school there and was like, to hell with this. And uh, came to work with me and she actually knew exactly what to do and went in, got her audition, everything like that. And uh, she actually also got a job as a character performer. And uh, so we would very frequently do weddings as Mickey and Minnie. Oh my God, um, that's I, hilarious. That's yeah, so it would be me and my twin sister. Uh, she hated being Minnie, uh, so usually I would be Minnie, but we were exa the exact same height, which is usually what they wanted. And then Mickey and Minnie, they wanted them to be the exact same height. Um, so it actually worked out really nicely because we would just be the exact same height, Mickey and Minnie. And we would ballroom dance together on the, the wedding dance floor and just be 
really weird. That's so. hysterical. Uh, that's that's so that's amazing. Did, did besides on the weddings, did we be able to work with her a lot or no? Um, yeah, actually, it was nice that I had somebody to switch shifts with a lot because uh, you did mention like if you got to pick um, Mickey or, or whatever. Um, if you were full time, which I started full time, I'm very fortunate for that. I was not in the college program or, or part time. I started out as a full time employee. Um, if you were a full time employee, you got to pick a bid line, um, and your bid line would usually be whatever park you wanted to go to. Because um, usually in entertainment, we were a global um, a global uh, organization, but uh, usually you would stick at your specific park. You'd be statused to a park with your bid line and you would bid the schedule that you wanted. Um, so if I really hated Piglet, I probably wouldn't pick and I did. You're <laughs> welcome. Um, and he was only in the Crystal Palace at uh, Magic Kingdom and Piglet has a very small eyesight. Um, you can only see out of the nose and it's covered in pink mesh. And I got stuck in a corner one time and I didn't know where I was going. I was so lost. My sister was Pooh Bear and got me out. Oh my gosh. And I was like, this is so embarrassing. And she just, cause she worked Crystal Palace all the time. I did not. I used uh -huh. to call out for those shifts. Um, I'd be like, I'm sick. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm, yeah, I never liked working that, but if I didn't like Piglet, I did not have to pick a Piglet midline and I would most likely not really work Piglet that much. Um, so I, I uh, would usually bid, I think my first bid line was actually Sorcerer Mickey over in um, Disney's Hollywood Studios when he did uh, meet and greets on Mickey Ave. And then after that, it was uh, Minnie and the character connection, but actually I ended up opening the character spot instead because uh, character connection was before the character spot. So I bid Minnie because I wanted to be a girl because I had been, uh, I, before that, actually I realized uh, it was Mickey in the judge's tent. <laughs> So I did pick Mickey for those. I picked the Judges Tent. Uh, What's which the Judges Tent? Oh, it's in. Uh, it was in Mickey's Toontown Fair. Um, when you could go into Mickey and Minnie's house um, over, it's the circus now. Oh, the story, gotcha. Story yeah, yeah, circus. Yeah. Um, okay. But back then it was Mickey and Minnie's house, and it was like Toontown. I think they still have it in Disneyland, but um, yeah. they don't have it in Disney World anymore. Um, and in the back, you could go visit. Mickey and he's the judge of the fair and so you'd go into his judge's tent and he would be there with all of the things that people had submitted for judging and he's just giving blue ribbons or, or purple ribbons or whatever and he would be in there and people could come in and visit the judge's tent and you would get an autograph and things like that and Minnie would be over at her house and uh, so I bid Mickey at the judge's tent then Sorcerer Mickey and then Minnie um, but the good thing was my sister was actually bid stitch at the hat um but they had characters who would come out and stand at the big sorcerer hat at disney's hollywood studios and it was a super short shift it was like 8 to 2 30 and then you would do the disney stars and motor cars parade which was an untrained parade you just sit in the car and wave and sometimes i just wanted to goof around <laughs> and be be Stitch and just yeah. be this goof, goofy alien and then have my short shift and sit in a car and do the Disney stars and motor cars parade. Yeah. I didn't want to be Sorcerer Mickey because that was a 10 hour day. Oh, um, Sorcerer Mickey was a, a four day deadline. So you had what three were... days off. You worked. No, go ahead. Uh, you worked four days and then that was a three day, three day off. And you could usually they scheduled a, a mouse. You usually don't get three days off. You would get a fifth day. You get overtime. Um, but you could possibly have three days off um not very rarely 
but um, I, you know, sometimes it could be nice to to work the eight to two, and、uh, so it was nice to have my sister there because I always knew that she would switch with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. So、um, I, I was going to ask before, what were some of the like the silly things that you would like to do a stitch? Because I, I know he's he's a menace, and、um, I know yeah. One of one of the things that they really discouraged you doing, which I found out afterward,、um, you, they don't like you to take people's hats. <laughs> So、uh, they said, "Don't take people's hats." I used to take people's hats all the time, and they finally—I finally got in trouble for it. I got in trouble with Stitch a lot, not like written up, but they were like, "No, no,、um, don't do that, Stitch." And、uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I used to steal people's hats. I used to switch their hats before the picture, and、uh, or put the hat on myself, and you know whatever. And、uh, apparently, you can't do that because you don't know if somebody's wearing a wig under the hat. You don't want to pull the wig off. Apparently, yeah, that yeah, is what just... Disney said. I thought about it after and said, "Yeah, you're right." Yeah,、um, makes but、sense. usually, usually I used to、um, like they they didn't like this either. Apparently, but you could still get away with it. You could like pick your nose and eat it. <laughs> like you could like put the put this little stitch finger in your nose、oh、and then、Jesus. stick it in your mouth, or you could put the little stitch finger in your nose and put it in someone else's mouth. <laughs> and so that was usually pretty fun.、Um, but you. Let、That's、me think.、Okay. What else? Usually, I would like sit like a dog and like make them pet me. Really? Oh, jeez.、Uh, yeah, sit like a dog and make them pet me. Lilo would always scold me for that. <laughs>、yeah. Oh, so、cool. sometimes I would、uh, make people stand around a bench. This was if we weren't busy. Make people stand around a bench, and、uh, this was in Tomorrowland, where my sister was、um, for a little while. And、uh, I would make them stand around the bench, and then I'd stand up on the bench and like wave my arms in the air like Godzilla, or not Godzilla. What am I thinking of? King Kong, where I'd be like, "Ah,、oh, yeah, I'm the king of the world," and like that was,、uh, you know, apparently you're not allowed to stand on the benches. So, like I said, I got in trouble with Stitch a lot, but、oh, it was really fun because you could just mess around with people, and they knew that you were going to mess around with them. Mickey、yeah. can't really do that. No,、so. no, yeah, he's he's the good guy. He can't do that. So, so we have a little bit less than ten minutes.、Um, I want to try to. I mean, I could talk about costume characters forever, but I'll, I'll, I want to try to wrap this up.、Um, is there with the, with the costume characters? Is there any anything else specific that you want to share、uh, that you think that would be cool to share? Any other backstage magic or any other cool moments that you had、uh, as a costume character? So I guess I could tell you if you, since you seem to like this kind of thing, I can tell you one,、uh, two moments.、Uh, actually, both of them are spectrum magic related, so I think you'll like them as well.、Uh, so I was rehearsing for the spectrum magic parade as Mickey,、um, and they did not have enough Mickey heads.、Um, so the approval run for that, we had to get up on the spectrum magic float and we had to perform because、uh, Mickey's a routine because it's. You know, you have to zap in time. It's not particularly hard, but you did have to go through a four-hour rehearsal for that. So they want to make sure you're zapping in time. And they didn't have enough Mickey heads, and they didn't really—they only had two Spectrum Magic Mickey costumes. So they didn't want there was four or five people in the rehearsal with me because they could not get anybody to do Spectrum Spectrum Mickey. I told you the costume is very uncomfortable. Um, so very few people wanted to do it.、Uh, people would usually call out. You know, it's kind of a thing <laughs> with entertainment. They'll be like, "I don't want to do it," you know, and they'll just call out. And、uh, thankfully, entertainment's a pretty big place, so somebody calls out, they're pretty replaceable.、Um, but we didn't have enough heads, so I put on a mini head, and it was Minnie without a bow. 
So it was just like kind of a Mickey head, but with like the eyeshadow and and eyelashes. And we didn't have the costume, so I was just wearing. Uh, we have basics that they make us wear, which is pretty much just like a barcoded pair of sweatpants and a gray T-shirt with a barcode on it. And uh, so I was wearing this gray T-shirt with a barcode on it and these baggy sweatpants because I always wore them baggy because apparently I'm just sloppy. I don't know. I liked them that way. And sneakers and Mickey gloves and this mini head with no bow. And so my perfect human arms are just exposed. And I'm doing the routine. Of course, I'm like, all right, this is my approval run. I've got to do this good. They've got to approve me because I thought it was a great role. So I wanted to do it. And in the middle of my approval run, as I'm up there with this mini head, looking a fool, just doing this routine, because it's like me and just this head and gloves, a behind the tour magic, or behind the magic tour, I don't know what it's called. Like, runs, like, a, like a Keys of uh, the Kingdom tour? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> runs up to this little rope that's like separating the floats from everybody else and they all run up and they're just watching as I am just ruining their lives with this human body, Mickey hands and I'm doing this Spencer magic routine and I'm like (sighs) and I want to stop doing it because I'm looking at these people as their jaws are dropping because like I said I'm I'm curvy, I'm definitely not a guy, you know, (laughs) so I'm like, this is so embarrassing. And so I couldn't stop because it was my approval run as well. I couldn't be like, oh, anybody want to grab those people? Like, nope. I just kept going with it as people are like, oh, my God. And the same thing happened with Mickey when they have the kids uh, play in the band before Spectrum Magic. Mickey walks without his head and then he gets forklifted up. Uh, onto the flow and the kids are like oh my god mickey's a girl i'm like yeah <laughs> here i am because wow. they see the whole thing and these are teenagers as well they're in the band and so i'm like hey what's up like you know i can't really say anything and so i'm up there on my float without my head on i want to wait until the last moment to put that on and it was just so embarrassing every single time and but that one with the keys to the kingdom tour i was like i am mortified like, cause I, if it was, it would be different if I was in my full costume and I could like character it up and be like, Oh, Hey everyone, you know, like something like that. Instead, it's like me, just like me up there with a mini head. <laughs> like, and so it was really embarrassing. And then another Spectrum magic, uh, embarrassment, uh, Donald, his Velcro, his, his little duck body gets Velcroed up like almost like a tank top, but it gets Velcroed. And my Velcro stopped working in the very beginning of the parade, like in the Main Street hub over by the candy shop. Uh-huh. Very beginning of the parade. So my Velcro stops working. And I don't know how this managed not to get on YouTube or anything like that, but the entire duck body fell down to my ankles. <gasps> what? And I think it might be because I'm so short that it didn't show any of my basics or anything like that, but the duck body just fell. So it was still duck the whole way up, but it just goes like just to my ankles, drooping at my feet. So I did the only thing I could think of, and I just sat down on the float. Just like, (laughs) and I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And oh then my, a, oh, <laughs> I'm sitting there so embarrassed. It's literally like losing your pants in front of a crowd. Yeah, that's 
that's uh, horrible. Wow. Yep, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. There's 100,000 people here, and I just lost my pants, essentially. And finally, a captain, because there's captains among, along the parade route, um, pulled me down off the float. I just jumped down off of the float and just <laughs> held the duck butt up as I walked. <laughs> <laughs> As I walked off the parade route, and I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, it was just so embarrassing. So those are, if so many people think it's just like a lot of just rehearsed stuff. I've walked into a tree as a character before. Oh, um, Yeah, and it's really embarrassing. So I feel the embarrassment even if it's not me, if it's the character. Like, yeah. if I trip and fall on my face, I'm like... Oh wow! It's me. It's me. It's so me. You know. Yeah. So it does. It does happen. People think that it doesn't happen, but it totally does. Like it, characters embarrass themselves all the time. Um, I became a pro at walking in those feet, but that does not mean that I did not trip and fall on my face a yeah. hundred times before that. So uh, uh, that is something that you don't like. Look forward to it. Yeah. But if a character does trip and fall, help them up and just ignore it you know the the worst thing you could do is make a big deal about it because they're probably trying to pretend it didn't happen like. <laughs> that's amazing well i think i think those two stories are, are a good way to end this episode um i mean i yeah i could keep talking but i i feel like i have to i have to end it there but um hearing all the stories of you as a costume character were such a delight um and i would l love to hear more um but I also do want to hear more about the your rest the rest of the time and, and all the other roles that you had because I know it's a lot different from from the costume characters. Um, so, it, like I said, you're more than welcome to come back. Well, I think we definitely should set up a part two because um, we I know we already said this is part one, but uh, I, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's fine. I got a lot to say, I guess. Yeah, no, you do, and it, and it's fantastic, and I and I love it so. But yeah, let's uh, let's end this uh, this part one here, and uh, yeah, we'll set up for, for some time in the coming weeks to, to do part two. How's that sound? That sounds good. All right, cool. Um, but uh, so I usually every episode I end by asking what's uh, your your favorite Disney parks music because I like to play it in the background while we while we listen to the episode um, <laughs> once it comes out. So you're going to need two two of your favorite Disney background loops. Uh, do you have one that you would want to be played for this episode, one of your favorite uh, pieces of music? I do know my favorite Disney uh, background music. It's the, uh, I don't know the name of it though. Um, so I'm just probably going to sing it to you and it's going to be embarrassing. So I'm sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> if you want to sing it, otherwise I could try to help you out. <laughs> Put on your Sunday clothes, there's lots of world out there. We're not the brilliant teen and dime cigars. Yes. Well, I think that's sort of like the, I mean, I know I hear it on Main Street. Yeah, it plays uh, on Main Street a lot. Yeah. It always just like makes me feel like I'm on Main Street at that point. It's just like okay. this jolly, jolly thing. If I hear that on Main Street, I'm just like automatically in a better mood. Um, so that is always such a fun thing. Okay, cool. All right, so I'll, I'll make sure to, to play that. But um, all right, well, Brandy, it's uh, it's been great. And uh, we'll continue this conversation in a few weeks. Okay. All right, sounds good. Thank well, you. No problem. Thanks for coming on. This was this was awesome. All right, well, have a good night.
well, that's going to do it for this episode. Now, Brandy, thank you so much for coming on the show, and I can't wait to speak with you again. Uh, I just loved hearing everything you had to say about your time working as Mickey, Minnie, Stitch. Uh, it, it was great. I mean, there's looks like you had a lot of great memories, and I felt like we probably could have gone on for another hour. Uh, it was just so much fun listening to you. But uh, but yeah, we're we're gonna do part two of this of this show probably in a few weeks. Um, I would say probably you'll see this in the the first week of February is when you'll get part two. So you just gotta you gotta stay tuned, and uh, we'll be back with Brandy for another episode uh, sometime in the future to hear about all her other adventures working at Magic King or not Magic Kingdom, but at Walt Disney World. So. But, uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's going to do it for us on this episode. If you're not subscribing to the podcast already, please do so uh, on either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify. And if you can, leave us a, a review and rate us because it'll really help out this show. And if you want to be on the show, if you were a previous Disney cast member, uh, reach out to me. And uh, I would love to have you on the show. We'll schedule, schedule some time. So there are many ways you can reach out. Probably the easiest is just if anyone wants to go to, you can reach us at uh, accesspresspodcast.com. Uh, and there you'll find all of our shows, but you can also contact us through there. Uh, and even if uh, you you weren't a, a cast member at all, but if you have like a question for me to answer on one of my future news shows, uh, you can ask a question over there and I'll, I'll be happy to answer to you, uh, answer it for you. Uh, it could be anything. It could be parks, uh, Disney parks related. It could be about if you have a tip that you want to give to people. If you have any uh, questions for me about like maybe planning a trip or anything about the parks in general, uh, yeah, you can you can shoot me a message over there. You can also send an email at excesspresspodcast at gmail.com. And if you're not following me on social media already, uh, you can follow me at excesspresspodcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So, but yeah, so, all right, guys, thanks for tuning in for another show, and uh, thank you for all your support. It really means a lot to me. So, all right, well, this is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week, and remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage. Bon voyage.